Welcome to the Gold Medal Mindset. I'm your host, Brenna Huckabee. I am a two-time Paralympic gold medalist snowboarder, teaching you all the mindset tools, hacks, and lessons to get you from where you are to achieving your gold medal dreams. Let me help you tap into your fullest potential to make your gold medal a reality. Let's dive in. Welcome back, my gold medal minds. It's me, Brenna Huckabee, sharing with you how you can reach your gold medal goals. I am back from Italy. I am in Maine. It is cold, but not snowy. It's just blah outside, but I'm just really happy to be back in the States with fast internet. However, I wanted to share with you guys the greatest lesson that I learned during a snowboarding world cup. Now there are a lot of things I'm going to talk about today. Things that I've never talked about on Instagram, Facebook, or any other social media platform that I have. And to be honest, I'm not going to dive into the whole thing because ain't nobody trying to get in trouble today, but I will be sharing just a little bit of some of the things that I'm dealing with inside of Paris snowboarding. So for the first one, um, this snowboarding race was the first time that I raced against all women. So what I mean by that is typically snowboarding, and it is like this for the men, um, just but for the women, women, it's not like this any longer. So typically you have two classifications. Well, technically three, but two classifications for the leg impairments. And so my classification is called LL1. And this is lower limb impairment one. And we are quote unquote more disabled or more impaired than LL2. So this is people that have um, no leg like myself. So I have no knee and no foot. This is people that have just no feet um, who are below the knee amputees. So they have use of both of their knees, but they don't have use of both of their feet. We do have some people who do not have any legs at all. So they don't have any knees or any feet. It's rare, but they do exist and they do freaking slay the mountain. So that is LL1. In LL2, it's less impaired. So these are people who are missing a foot. Um, so they have both of their knees, both or, or in one of their feet. Now, some people do compete and they are not amputees. And this can be a little hairy, but it is what it is. Um, so they have use of all of their limbs, but in theory, they maybe lack muscle definition or function of their legs. And um, they're either in LL1 or LL2, depending on the severity of their impairment. Now, that is no longer the case for women. We no longer have in the Par Paralympics an LL1 classification. So I don't have a classification in the Paralympics, which means I have to race with LL2 women. So in Italy, I raced against women who had or have <laughs> both of their knees and are only missing one foot or they have all their body parts, but they are not as impacted um, by their disability as having one leg. So if you can imagine, my competition has obviously increased just based off of impairment level. Um, and so this was the first time that I had ever raced 
at a World Cup level with all women. And it was intense. But that leads me to the greatest lesson that I've ever learned at a snowboarding competition. And let me just rephrase this to let you know what I'm about to teach you and what I'm about to tell you about, I have been working on for probably a year now. I have been applying it to my life, working through a lot of the, the noise and the mess, but applying it at a World Cup level, it's it's just intense. You know, you're experiencing the highest of highs, the lowest of lows. And so everything that you practice day to day really is comes into a new level of importance. Um, and so you're probably like, Brenda, oh my God, can you please stop talking for a minute? Like get into the nitty gritty. Like what is it that you're going to share with me? I promise I'm going to get there. So like stay with me. The greatest lesson that I have ever learned is learning how to relax and release into all emotions and feelings. You're like, okay, Brenda, what the F does that even mean? So I have worked with many therapists, many sports psycho psychologists, um, many mindset workers. Literally, I have tried it all. And while, while a lot of things do help, for instance, um, it, in some level it helps. For instance, like a lot of sports psychs, they like to teach, and mindset workers as well, they like to teach um, if you're experiencing fear or worry, um, it's the same neural pathways as excitement. You just have to change the story behind it. And here's the thing. This doesn't necessarily work for me. My conscious brain, and I've tried this, you guys, like, let me just rephrase, like, let me let you guys know. I have tried this for every single competition I've ever been in up until this point, okay? I tell myself the story, like, girl, like, you're not worried. This is excitement. You're ready. You're excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But deep down, my real brain knows I am scared shitless. Like, I am not ready. I'm afraid of failure. I'm afraid of falling. I'm afraid of that big jump. Deep down, like, sh girl knows this is some scary stuff, and I feel not ready. Despite, you know, these are all fake and limiting beliefs. However, they feel very real. And so I'd always try to tell the story and try to rationalize everything I'm feeling. I'm like, no, no, you're just excitement. You're just excitement, brain. But what I've learned is when I'm doing this, I'm still constantly stuck in that feeling, that feeling of fear or quote unquote excitement. Like I'm still elevated in this state and I can't get out of it. And that's not necessarily a place that you want to be in for long periods of time. That's when you get stuck in your limiting beliefs and become beliefs. They, they're not limiting thoughts anymore. They're limiting beliefs. Um, and so this is not a place you want to be in when you're a high performer. When, when push comes to shove, you're about to, you know, everything that you've been working for, you have this one 30 second run to put it all together. You don't want to be in a place of fear. You want to be in a place of absolute tranquility and like ready. And so this like practice that I have been working on where I feel everything and allow it to pass was the life changing competition strategy, high performance strategy I have ever applied. And so the the thinking behind this is every time you feel something, whether it's happiness, sadness, anger, it surges through you. And if, if you've ever noticed, you know, you get good news, something happens, you're excited and you're happy for like 
30 seconds, a minute, whatever it is. And then it, it, and then it goes away and then it fades and then it passes. But I don't know if you've ever noticed with anger, frustration, or sad, we never let it flow through us and pass. Instead, we have to rationalize it and put a story behind it and add meaning to it and fixate on it because we can't possibly, this feeling can't possibly be a reflection of me. So you try to add stories, add meaning, add literally anything to make you feel better about the negativity that you're experiencing. Now, I hate to break it to you. Actually, no, I don't. I love to break it to you. Um, Feelings are human. You're going to feel them all. You're going to feel sadness and anger and frustration and happiness and joy and love every single day of your life. It's human. Like we get to experience that and it's amazing, but we don't have to hold on to it. So we can let that anger and frustration and sadness flow through us. And so I personally believe that we process our feelings through our heart. I know that there's reasons that people say like they died of a broken heart. You know, we're, we're processing our feelings through our heart center. And when we when we try to add meaning and rationalize and literally do anything in our power to not fully feel these negative emotions that we're experiencing, we're causing a blockage in our heart. We're causing a pain point that we can never quite get out of until we allow it to pass and flow through us. Now, this could be news to you. Like, oh my God, wait, I have to feel it. I have to sit with it and then it'll go away. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, yes, but in order, and this is, it depends on where you are in life. Because when I first started this practice, I didn't even know what was causing my pain points. I'm like, how am I going to rationalize and feel and relax into something that I don't even know what's causing it? And so I personally believe in therapy for all. Um, I went to a therapist and I literally sat down and she she does um, cognitive behavioral therapy and mindfulness and totally up my alley. So I sat down and I said, girl, like, I hurt and I don't know why. Like, help me. And so we were able to get into a lot of childhood trauma and a lot of things that have happened in my life that I was holding on to and I didn't realize. So if this is new to you, I highly recommend finding somebody um, that can help you work through the feelings that you have in place that you may not even know exist. Additionally, so once you, sorry, <laughs> once you get to that point um, where you're, you're processing the pain, you can start to better understand and better observe what you're feeling in the present moment. And this all comes back down to mindfulness and being in your present state. Where are you right now? What are you feeling? When, and, and you know, you don't have to answer this now, but just please start paying attention to what comes up within your body. So going back, this practice of releasing and relaxing changed my freaking life. So when you do this, you are constantly at a base level. So I live my life. So I am on antidepressants. Um, and so I've noticed within myself after years of observing um, my baseline, and I believe it's because of my antidepressants. I could be wrong. Who knows? But I believe my baseline is more of like a numb because of the medications that I'm on. So I'm constantly in this kind of numb state, but I still feel pain and happiness and sadness. And when I do, I literally don't put meaning to it. 
I don't attach myself to it. I don't try to put a story to it. I don't try to figure out why I'm feeling this. I literally say, relax and feel. So I allow it. I feel with every cell of my body. And then I release. And guys, when you're doing this, it may take a minute. It may take only 15 seconds. It may feel like it's taking an entire lifetime to process. But when you release, it's gone. I shit you not. It's gone. And so I practiced this during my competition in the highest of highs, the lowest of lows, every time I was feeling literally anything. And when you're in a competition, especially at this level, you're feeling a lot at once. Like they come through you constantly. And I noticed the more that I relaxed and released, the less frequently these emotions were were stirring and coming up to me. It's amazing. And so I challenge you to just observe what are you feeling? What are you experiencing? What is happening within your heart center, within your body that is, you know, causing emotion? I want you to feel it, relax into it, allow it to happen, and then release it and see how life-changing this practice is. I'm telling you, you guys. It's some good stuff. I cannot recommend this enough. So if this is something that resonates with you, you try this and you're like, dang girl, I never thought about this. Well, I have two things. I want you, please leave a review on on how this worked for you, on what worked and, and how this is changing your life. Or if you're just a freaking, let me know that you're going to try it. Like, I just want to know that I'm not speaking into the void. All right. Like at least try this stuff. And secondly, if you want more information on this theory, there's a book that I read that really dives into the basics of this. And it just provides so much clarity and explains it in such a beautiful way. If you're on my email list, um, this was a book that we read last month and it was The Untethered Soul. It life changing. I mean, I don't think I can say that enough on this episode because it really did change my absolute freaking life. It has changed how I address problems and tackle new experiences and just live my day to freaking day. So The Untethered Soul by Michael A. Singer. Oh, chef's kiss. So good. So please, please, please read that book if you want more information. Um, Yes. Thank you guys for another epic podcast. And this information, this like you can apply this, whether it's in your career, in sport, in your family life. I've noticed that like when my husband and I, we had a recent conversation that brought up a lot of emotion and I would pause before I answered. I would relax into what I was feeling and I would release before that, before I gave, you know, my side of the story or whatever. It literally has changed how I approach my relationships and have these tough conversations with people. It is just such an amazing practice. And I, I, I could scream it out my window right now because I want everyone to hear how beautiful and amazing it is. So thank you guys again for joining in. Thank you guys. I love you guys. Let's go get our gold medal goals. Like what are we doing? What is holding us back? <laughs> Nothing but ourselves. So thank you guys. Leave a review drop some stars, whatever it is you got to do to show me that you're here and that you're listening. 
I love you and have a great rest of your week. Bye.